We welcome all of you to the debut show of Passing on the Mantle with Pastor Andina, Keeping the Foundation and Doctrines of the Church with my special guest, Apostle Kelly Jasper. Amen. Um, Pastor Jasper, Apostle Jasper, which one would you like for me to call you? It doesn't matter. Okay. You name me your whatever you, Whatever you satisfy with, that's it. Mama. <laughs> from Holy City of Faith and Deliverance Center in Brooklyn, New York. And she is here, she has been sharing with us all morning some great wisdom on her life as an apostle, as a mother, as a wife, as a pastor. And that brings us to our topic on today in which she will be discussing the role of women in ministry. What is their place and what is their role in ministry? And after 53 years of being in ministry and pastoring her church, she has definitely seen a lot that's going on. So, Apostle Jasper, help us to understand with the culture and where it is today and what women are doing in ministry, how have you seen the transitions, the good and the bad, on what's going on now? Well, what I see today, uh, we are so far behind, mm -hmm. I'm sure, where God wants us to be. And... Um, the role of women in ministry has always been. Yes. yes. Have always been um, Old Testament, New Testament, you know. We see Deborah. Yes. She was a judge. Yes. And um, she sat under the palm tree and had wisdom and would judge the people as they come. And the wisdom part I see is so missing mm -hmm. because I don't believe people pray for wisdom anymore. Amen. The Bible said if you like wisdom to ask him, mm -hmm. and I don't think that's what it, no one is asking. Do you feel that it's because they don't know, they haven't studied that part of scripture, or is it the fact that we just don't care, we feel that we're just going to rely on the anointing to be able to give us everything that we need? Yes, I think a lot of times they don't know. Okay. I think so. And um, there was a time we just relied on the, the anointing and not um, being taught in the word and just being satisfied with what your pastor said. And that was it. But I believe now there is so much given to us, so much in the word that we should know, so much studies that we should be given that we have let a lot of stuff slide. Mm. Is that because we read it to be popular or because we just did not know how to make that progression from what we knew to be able to impart that to that following generation? Both. Okay. Both, okay. I believe. Because as I came up, you know, I've been pastoring for 53 years when I came, I, I, first of all, I knew nothing of holiness. Okay. I knew nothing. I went to church, and that was it. Okay. I went to church, and after the gospel choir sang, I went to sleep. <laughs> okay. I didn't hear any word, and I didn't understand any. Okay. But as the Lord saved me, and um, I came into, came into where God wanted me to be, it wasn't so much that there was such schooling. There wasn't a lot of Bible school. Okay. There wasn't a lot of, <clears throat> of that teaching. Okay. And so that left me, and I wish I had had that. That left me a little behind. And, and 
the old school, the older than me, it was what God would do. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what you needed to press forward yourself and to learn the word of God and to, not just to get the, the top of it, mm-hmm. but go down and get the revelation. Yes. And we didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a mistake. Okay, well, I, I, I don't know, just from my perspective, I don't know if it was a mistake or we, did you really tap into God in a different way than we do now? Absolutely. Because the because. oil that you have, I don't find on this current generation. So between, I would almost say, I wish I was back mm-hmm. where you were mm-hmm. because that forces us to have to be able to dig into God and to pray and to intercede and to fast and do all the things that really helps you to create and build your relationship with God than to just assume that I can just read it and it's okay. Yeah, Absolutely. Because you really, and as you said, absolutely right, we sought God. We sought God in prayer. I mean, when you when we prayed, it wasn't just mm-hmm. five minutes mm-hmm. and you went on to the next thing. We were in hours of prayer. Mm-hmm. We prayed about everything. Yes. I mean, we even laid hands on the cars when the yes, cars Lord. didn't yes. stop. Yes. We laid hands on the refrigerator. Yes. When it because working. when it wouldn't work, because we didn't yeah, have the money. Right. Oh, we oh, we touch and agreed on everything. Amen. We literally stood on the word of God. People don't even know what that is now. Yes. yes. We, some, um, we laid on our faces. We, we just did. There was a young man in, in, in the church, and I pastored him. And he had such a, he went such an ordeal with his wife. She was, she was crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, she would always have him in the court or jail mm-hmm. saying that he touched the children, uh, whatever mm-hmm. she came up with, and he would go to jail. Do you know we literally stood on the word of God? Literally mm-hmm. stood mm-hmm. on the word, and we saw great deliverance. Mm-hmm. Today, the church don't know anything about that. Right, right. And is it because, you know, like we talked earlier, you know, people feel that they may give one prophetic word, then they become a prophet. If they, you know, think that somebody starts foaming at the mouth, oh, well, I just casted out demons, now I'm a deliverance church. There is a price to pay for every area of anointing that the Lord gives to you. But we do not want to take and sit under men and women like you to get that oil on us. Yes, because first of all, that's old-fashioned. Mm, okay. They wouldn't pay the price for what yes, I've Lord. gone through. Yes, Lord. They wouldn't pay the price for the things that God has shown me. They wouldn't pay the price. Today is microwave. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Microwave salvation. Microwave gifting. Mm-hmm. Waiting on God. I'm waiting on God sometime right now for things that God told me 53 years ago. My Lord. Wow. And I'm waiting. And you haven't moved out of your oh, space. Oh, have not moved out uh-huh. of my space. Uh-huh. Have not accused him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have not been angry with him. Mm. Saying that he don't love me, he don't. The devil can't tell me that God don't yes. love me. Yes, yes. 
because the greater things that he done to show me that he loved me, I'm going to let him go because something I'm still waiting for. If I don't even get that, I want Jesus. If I don't never get it, if he never does anything else for me, I want Jesus because I dug deep. Amen. I was like the tree that was planted by the rivers of waters. And I know that every season is not for every fruit. Yes, yes, yes. And every fruit is not for every season. My God. I waited on God and still am waiting on God. Oh, I get a little discouraged sometimes, Mm -hmm. but not discouraged enough to let him go. Yes, yes, yes. Because he's my life. My Lord. What do you do with your life? Yes. Yes. He's my strength. Without Jesus in my life, there is no reason for me to live. Mm. I have one son. Without Jesus in my life, I, I'm not going to just live for him. Right. Mm-hmm. right. He gave me him mm-hmm. for a season. Mm-hmm. For a season, he for gave season. me. Yes, yes. And many things he's given me for a season, but I have him forever. Yes. Eternal, not for even forever, yes. but eternal. Yes. People will not pay that price. All right. They don't even trip? believe that they you that you should pay a price like that because God is good, and if God is good, why did He let the mm-hmm. foolishness? And do you feel and who it's because? Us? Do you feel it's because now that we're living in a more wiser time? that they feel that it's unnecessary. I had someone tell me me that church is not practical. Church is not practical. I'm really still trying to digest that because I want to understand. They don't know Jesus. Mm. Uh They don't know Jesus. Because we're the church. If they knew Jesus, they would never let that even come out of their mouth. A lot of these people don't know Jesus. You go in the church, but you don't know him. You don't know his depths. That's right. You don't know Jesus. I want to get back to what you said so early about all the things that you've been through. All the things, if you care to share, some are just one or two points or whatever, um, that you've been through that led you to, one, make the decision not to turn yourself on God. Because like we talked about, you know, we're living in a time where folks is schizophrenic, absolutely crazy in church. One minute you high and you loving Jesus, the next minute you manic depressive, you hate God and you ready to leave the church and, you know, someone stepped on your toe and didn't say, I'm sorry, and so now you figure that I'm done with it in the church, the church, the church. What made you make that commitment out of your experiences that you've seen in your personal life as a woman going to church with a son that you're raising, that you had to also be an example to him and to teach him how to trust God for himself, what made you stay? Well, first of all, I, when I got saved, I wanted to be saved. Mm-hmm. It was a desire in me. I didn't even know how to explain it. Okay. But I wanted, I wanted Jesus. I was looking for something. I didn't even know what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And if anybody talk about the Lord, it brought up such an interest in me and such a... a a hunger. Mm. See, I was hungry for the Lord. Mm. And then when I did get saved, and then 
listen, I was the uh, I was the first person in my family to get saved out of 13 children. Wow. The baby. N the first one. So I was hungry. I went to this church this night, and I wanted prayer. And the pastor said to me, what do you want? I said, I don't know. I just want to so naive. I just want to be close to God. Mm. And just like I'm telling you is what I said. And he gave me, I think it was the, uh, oh, when David, uh, oh, God. That there was ugly. That David cries and asked the Lord to search his heart, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and 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 I said, God, that's what I want. That's what I want. And I remember going home at that time. I was married. We went home, and my husband at that time he went into the bathroom, and I remember and see I, there was no one teaching me, mm -hmm. and I remember saying to the Lord, Lord, I don't know what else to do. I surrender to you. And I laid back across the bed. The power of God hit me. Mm. My Lord. Mind you, nobody's teaching me. I don't know nothing about this. The power of God hit me that Saturday. And I tell you, I danced all in that house. I never danced a day in my life. Mm. My Lord. And I danced and I danced and I danced. And that kept me with wanting more and more. And there was a church across the street, a tent. And I wanted to go to the tent that Sunday, but I wasn't able to go. But I went over there and um, I was sneezing. And the lady said to me, oh, do you have a cold? I said, no. I said, I just have hay fever. She reached and she got some oil. She said, that's nothing for God. And when she anointed me, someone had told me to say, call Jesus. Mm. Say, call Jesus, mm. just call Jesus. When she anointed me, I said, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, how did I called Jesus. I said, Jesus, Jesus. When I left there that night, I went to ask a question. When I left there that night, I was saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled. Oh, Lord. Yes. Nobody oh, Lord. taught me, but I had a desire yes. and had a longing for God. And then within no time at all, he called me to preach. Right. My. He called me to preach. And when he called me to preach, he said, Callie, see, I'm not out here because somebody told me my head looked like I was a preacher. Mm, right, yes, <laughs> yes. Or I had a testimony yeah. like a preacher. Or I had oh, something like a preacher. Yes. I had nothing like a preacher. And we were having testimony service, and that time we called testimony. And I was the person that was doing testimony. And Pastor, when I knew I was on the floor, Lord. I was on this floor, a little hole. That's how big the church was, mm. a little hole. And I heard the voice of Jesus said, Callie, yes. preach my gospel. My Lord. I said, no, sir. Good. No, no, no. He said, Callie, preach my gospel. I said, mm -mm, no, Lord. I don't know nothing about scriptures, but I heard God said, Callie, obedience is better than sacrifice. I have never heard that scripture a day in my life. So obedience is better than sacrifice. God knew that 
I obeyed my mother and father. Mm -hmm. I knew what that was. I knew that was important. So that part I knew. And somehow or another, I was able to get myself together and get up. He said, get up. Read the 23rd chapter of St. Matthews. I read it without any understanding at all. My Lord. Without any understanding. And then I closed the book. And I knew the lady that was, we was having a revival. Evangelist Buxton from New York. Mm. That's been over 50 years ago. And I went to the bathroom. And she said, tonight, and they had never seen nothing like this before. And she said, tonight, I'm going to preach from the 23rd chapter of St. Matthews. I was in the bathroom like, oh. My Lord. Without a doubt. Spirits, I know that I was caught. Nobody, nobody could never tell me I wasn't called to preach. There is nobody. There is no, I don't care what degree you have. I don't care what you take the scriptures and turn it upside down. I don't care if you said I'm a woman. I don't care if you say I'm a man. I don't care what. If I'm as sure about everything in my life that I was called to preach, I have no doubt and nobody can make me Amen. take Amen. it back. Amen. Nobody. Amen. Amen. Nobody. Amen. So now with the women that are coming up today, how, what wisdom would you impart into us as being women and representing ourselves as godly women in what is considered to be a male-dominated industry? First of all, seek God and know that it's God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't do nothing because this is what you like Mm -hmm. and this is what you see. Don't do that. Absolutely. Don't do that because you think there's something in it for you to gain. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. First of all, there's no reward at the end. Absolutely. (laughs) What are you going to get from doing your own? What are you going to get? Nothing. Absolutely. Nothing. And, I mean, women have been in ministry as long as there's been a world. Old Testament, New Testament, we may not have been respected as that. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I've never looked for a man to, what is the word? Validate. To validate me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've never looked for a man to validate me. And you know what, too? I'm not a woman batcher, a man batcher. Yes, yes. Yes. I don't batch men because mm-hmm. I'm sure of me. Yes. Yes. And a man cannot tell me what God has not called me to do. Yes. Amen. Yes. Because first of all, I'm the one that got to give an account. You don't have to give an account. Yes. Yes. You don't have to do it. So women need to first of all have character. Yes. Mm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Amen. And integrity. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And sometimes we don't find that. Yes. Sometimes yes. we don't. We, we, we find entertainers. Mm. Uh-oh. My mm. Lord. 
you're, you're, you're not teaching people. And many times they're drawing people to themselves. Yes. When they should be drawing people to the Lord. Yes. He said, if you lift me up, I draw, yes. draw all men to me. Yes. Not to not to you. Right. After you draw them, what you gonna yes. do? Yes, what are you offering? Exactly. Exactly. What are you offering them? What are you giving them? You're not giving them stability. That's right. Because in you, you don't have any. Because you're stable. You had to get you gotta get it from God. Yes. And it takes time. Absolutely. It takes time. And when you look and know that God, in a male area as we are in today, with the bishops and the apostles and the pastors, oh, I, I, I've been where uh, apostles wasn't accepted. I don't care. Mm, absolutely. It don't, do you think it matters to me whether Bishop Henry... Bishop Samuel, Apostle Leon, do you think I care what they think? Mm. Amen. Not for one minute. Exactly. Exactly. But Jesus. Yes. yes. Listen, just like you got to look to Jesus. Yes, ma'am. Baby, I do too. Amen. And you can't do nothing without him? Neither can I. Absolutely. Absolutely. You going to the same source. Uh-huh. That I have to go through. That's right. So what? No Jesus. The whole thing is no Jesus. That's right. Take time to know him. Yes. It takes time to know Jesus. Yes. And when you know him at this place, you still got to know him the, the next, next place. place. Yes, That's at right. the next place. You don't get to the place where it's all over. Yes. He is satisfied without a doubt. But you're going to always be seeking higher and higher. Amen. Yes. Amen. And higher. Amen. Amen. There, there have been some men in my life that I love dearly. Archbishop Ray Brown. Yes. Yes. Oh, I respect and honor the, the man. Well, we had a fire in our church, and I was in the uh, Pilgrim Assembly. As a matter of fact, he called me before the assembly started. And he said, Sister, and he used to call me Sister, Sister. We're starting the Pilgrim Assembly. Do you want to be part of Oh, yes, Bishop, I do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as he give out awards and different awards, I was one of the first women that he would give the awards mm -hmm. to. Amen. Wow. I On love Schaefer it. Street. On Schaefer yes, Street. Yes, I remember that. Yes, On, On Schaefer, Schaefer Street. Wow. And he would, he would just take me. I, I had favor with him. Yes. But of course... The apostle didn't have favor. Right. And that was okay. That didn't stop me from loving him. Absolutely. That Absolutely. I loved him until he closed his eyes Amen. and went home to be with the Lord. Yes. yes. And he would tell me, he said, Sister, I'm so proud of you. He said, I'm so proud of you. I see what you're doing. So I, I, I don't have anything when it comes to men. I don't fight men. I have plenty of sons, yes, and they are not my apron strength. They are not sons on my apron strength. Right. right. The sons that I have are men. Amen. They got to treat their wives right. That's right. Amen. I'm not their first choice, 
Their mm-hmm. wives are mm-hmm. the first choice in their home. Mm-hmm. I don't go in their home demanding that they yes. should do. No. Yes. Wow. yes. You got to have wisdom. First of all, a man is different than a woman. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Make yeah. it plain. Make yes, it plain. Yes, sir. A man, uh, so different. And you got to have wisdom enough to know how to treat a man. You don't treat a man like you treat a woman. That's right. That's right. Amen. That's right. I honor a man. My have no problems. Right. I honor a man. Now, that brings me to this point, because I remember uh, seeing a show where uh, this prophet is actually chest bumped a man. Mm. Prophesying. And, you know, my husband and I had <laughs> plenty of conversation about how that looked because we were getting calls from unsaved people that were watching this particular show. And they were like, well, is that something that women do? Like, are you supposed to do that? And, you know, we have to be mindful of how people are perceiving us and watching us Absolutely. when we're calling ourselves certain things and when we're doing certain things as a woman. Period. You know, you don't you don't take your body and put it on a man. The Holy Spirit is not going to no, lead you. No, 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 no. That's not God. That's just wisdom. The Holy That's not, is not going to lead you. And the wisdom of God, you wouldn't even do it. Yes, right. absolutely. And if if the Lord did lead you, you would be hesitant. Right. Absolutely. You wouldn't be jumping. Just, you just, would just, just ready to, do to do it. it. No, yes. no, 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 no. Absolutely. No. You wouldn't even do that. Absolutely. 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 And People so, are not walking in the wisdom of God. Yes. Absolutely. And so now, you know, we have that. And then you have it where, you know, you become such a prophet that you're a prophet in your own house as a woman and you have emasculated your husband in some way. Help me with your transition. First of all, your husband is your husband. That's right. Say husband. Yes, sir. Your husband is not, you don't have to be pastor to your husband. Yes. Yes. And we practice that. We do. Great. We practice that. Uh, You're not mother to your husband. Right. Right. That's it. That's right. You're his wife. Yes. First. First. Amen. You may have to make decisions in your church, but you and your husband make decisions in your house. And if that husband is the one to make that last decision. Yes. The final decision. The final decision. My God. I'm working on that. My God. Very good. Very good. He made that final decision. First of all, you got to have sense enough to know how to pray. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Maybe your husband is not what you want him to be. Mm-hmm. 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 Maybe what? But you pray. Go in secret and yes. pray for your husband. Yes, ma'am. Anoint that pillar. Yes. Anoint that bathroom. Yes. Anoint whatever you, because you want you want your marriage to last. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. You don't be jumping up in a man's face, even in church. I tell the women, be careful how you treat these men. That's right. Amen. Yes. You a woman. Especially when you yes. have, yes. Know, they're, they're, you know, let's not try to skirt over the issue. You know, we have abandonment issues. We have men with mother issues. Absolutely. We have women with father issues. So when a man, especially coming to a church where there is the woman, what? is the head, Absolutely. and the pastor, you have to understand how he is going to be able to relate Absolutely. to that pastor. And if that pastor is off, and I've seen it, where, you know, there have been women pastors, like you discussed before, you know, they want to put 
put their pastor before their wife mm -hmm. or their family. Mm -hmm. And and the pastor is eating up because you're craving for attention That's in it. a different kind of yes. way. So now yes. you are bringing a breach to the family dynamic and to the family household. And how is it that you're now calling yourself a family ministry or you're supposed to be the husband in your household if you're not able to be able to be that because now you have so submitted yourself to this woman mm -hmm, figure mm -hmm. that you're dying for them to be mm -hmm. your mother figure yes, and yes. you're not using wisdom on how you're having the dynamics of your household. Absolutely. So I respect and honor the fact that you teach that oh, at teach your it. ministry oh, so yes, that there I is do. a balance yes. on church and home. Absolutely. And which comes Amen. first and how it's supposed to be blended Amen. together. Absolutely. Because we're living in a society now where marriage is always uh, you know, being accused, the marriage family is uh, a different because now we got, you know, homosexual family and mm -hmm. this is what's being constituted mm -hmm. as a family mm -hmm. and no more everybody rather be a baby mama than to be a wife. Absolutely. So now we're having, as the church body, as women uh, being also in leadership in the ministry, we have to know where our place is are. Absolutely. So when these people are coming to our ministries that we can help them to, it's single women especially. Mm -hmm. Because Absolutely. now you want to be able to have a husband. Mm -hmm. And if you're not seeing the example of a husband and a wife in church, then how are you supposed to know how to be you an effective wife? You don't know. And you probably don't see it at home. Exactly. So you don't get it either way. Right. No, no. I, When the decision is made between a husband and a wife and me, it's what that wife says. Amen. Yes. Amen. So many women pastors wanted to be what they said. Yes. Yes. But it's what the wife and the husband says. Amen. Wow. Amen. You're right. I tell the sons that I have that I pastor, if your wife says it's okay, it's okay. Yes. yes. And many times I go to the wife mm -hmm. and I say, listen, is it okay for Jeremiah mm -hmm. to take me wherever? Mm -hmm. Do I have your permission? They give me their permission. Absolutely. And I tell the husband, if your wife says no, it's no. Amen. Amen. Thus, the wisdom of this woman of God who has been able to give us so much to think about and so much to be able to apply to our own lives. I want to say thank you again for coming and being a part of our debut show and hearing and giving us this wisdom because you've helped me. And I know that you've helped many people out, out here that are watching. And we want to say how much we love you. And we will definitely have you back for something thank else. You. So thank once you, again, Pastor. we want to say thank you for tuning in to Passing on the Mantle with Pastor Andina, keeping the foundation and doctrines of the church. Stay tuned for more.